You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are here at Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota, part of the Diocese of Duluth. Grateful to have you with us today. Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live and any of the daily programs you hear on RPR via our app? Simply go to the App Store on your phone, search for Real Presence Radio. Once downloaded, Real Presence Radio is accessible anywhere you are at any time. So if you don't have that RPR app yet, Go to the RPR or go to the App Store, look for RPR and download it, and you can listen to our next interview. Hey, to all of our listeners, it's great to be there, be here with you from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia. Um, I'm here with Ben Frost and Mark Cheney, and our first guest today is J.C. Pilka, um, and J.C. is a young mom here in our parish, um, in our community that moved to Virginia recently, um, and has had a profound experience of the Lord and His church, and has been going through the process of being baptized and confirmed and receiving her first Holy Eucharist here at our parish at Holy Spirit in Virginia. And so, J.C., it's great to have you here. And if you could just maybe briefly um, just introduce yourself, just tell us a little brief few things about your background leading up to the point of you getting to Virginia. Sure. And then once you, once you get to that point, and then I'll kind of explain how I first met you, okay? Okay. Um, I grew up in Pennsylvania, and my whole family was from there except for my mom. She was from Virginia, Minnesota. Um, after high school, I went to college for two years and majored in psychology, and that was not for me. So <laughs> yeah. I ended up leaving college, and I went back home, and I was really faced with, what do I do now? So I ended up going to the recruiter's office for, originally it was the Army, and I went in there, and they were telling me all the requirements I would have to do, and I was like, this is too easy. <laughs> so I wanted something else. And I knew I couldn't join the Air Force because that's what my dad is. And yep. I had to be better than him. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to the Marine Corps. Um, wow. And I spent seven and a half years there. And I just got out in May, wow. last May. And I moved back here. Unbelievable. You know, it's, it's amazing how, how God, often they say God writes straight with crooked lines. Mm -hmm. You know, and... I look back at my life and so many times I thought I knew where my life was going and then all of a sudden whoop, it veered another way and then it veers another way and I just think in that just brief little explanation where you went off to school and thought it was this and then all of a sudden you went this way and then off you end up in the Marines for how many years did you say? Seven and a half. Yeah, so beautiful and I just want to just thank you for your service um, you. to our country and to our, our world really. I mean, what a, what a gift. And so you ended up back here in Virginia um, and I just remember a random afternoon, and you might have to fill in the details because lots of people come here and visit our school, but I remember you and your son, Michael, and I think there maybe are, there are a couple other people with you, mm -hmm. and, and somehow they were encouraging you to consider sending your son to our Catholic school. And I remember you coming here and being a little unsure and just like, I don't know how much time you'd ever been in a church or a Catholic school, um, but you walked through this place and something happened to you or you had this experience, um, something there that drew you here from that experience. Do you want to talk a little bit about that sure. first experience of visiting our school? Yeah. Um, so originally I had planned for my son to go to a public school because that's I'm a product of a public school mm -hmm. and that's all I ever knew. Right. I didn't grow up in a church and not a Catholic church. Yeah. Um, I was really hesitant when the idea of a Catholic church and school got brought up to me and I was like, I don't know. I had really preconceived notions about the Catholic church, yeah. the Catholic place. And my grandma, who ended up being my sponsor through this whole thing, and I know she's listening, so hi, Gigi. <laughs> um, 
uh, she was like, let me get in contact with Father Brandon. We'll go through a tour of the school, and we'll just see how you like it. So we did, and like you said, I was just really, I don't know about this, but in the end, I loved it. I loved the idea of it. My son had already been baptized Catholic, so I was like, okay, we'll, we'll give this a try. And best decision I ever made. Hmm. Hmm. You know, one thing that I always appreciate about, about you, JC, is that there's kind of this gentleness and this kind of like softness about you, but yet what I've seen is interiorly there's this fire that's kind of started in you, and hmm. it's it's been so beautiful where from that one little visit to our Catholic school, coming in kind of unsure and even questioning the whole reality, and like you said, kind of maybe having some misconceived ideas of the faith, um, that all of a sudden you started coming to Mass, and all of a sudden you and your son are sitting in the front pew at Mass, and I remember as a priest walking in, just looking and like, look at what happened, you know, and, and so much has happened since you just entered into the doors of this church um, to get to this place. Um, and maybe I'm just going to turn it over to Ben here. Ben is the RCIA director here at our parish, and maybe Ben can just talk a little bit about your experience going through the RCIA program at our parish and some things that maybe you appreciate or things that have struck you or, or what that whole experience has been learning more about the Catholic faith. Yeah, great. Thanks, Father. And it's been such a blessing for me to get to know JC. Actually, uh, her son and my daughter are in the same class at Marquette Catholic School, and and uh, so it's fun, and, and I'd echo what Father says. It's just so beautiful to come into Mass every weekend, and, and you guys sit in the same spot, like, at Mass. And, and you know, I, remember, I recall back to when we started our RCIA program, and, uh, and you started coming. And we had our first few weeks, and it's always interesting to me. You kind of see who God brings to our RCIA program. You know, we've had maybe 10, 12 people that are meeting through this process. And those first few weeks, there's always kind of like a sense of, you know, what is this and feeling it out. And, uh, but it's always beautiful for me to kind of to witness who God brings to us and to see how God moves in, in their heart from week to week to week. And maybe, I don't know if you just say a word or two about maybe when you first came to RCIA and that process going through RCIA, like how, how has God maybe worked in your heart through that process? Yeah. Um, so the first night of RCIA, I was really nervous of it because um, I remember the first time I walked into the church and I you know, Jesus is up on the cross. I'm like, this is this is gruesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Um, so I was really just kind of trying to be open about it because I know it had been stirring in me that I wanted to possibly become Catholic. I just wasn't 100% sure yet. Mm -hmm. And then after the first uh, RCIA class, I was like, this is it. Like, um, just learning about like the boundaries of the church and living for what Jesus wants us to and not how we want to. Yeah. Um, that was just really eye-opening for me because transitioning out of the Marine Corps back home, I was just like doing whatever I wanted to do and it, it wasn't working. Yeah. So now it, it's been like a complete turnaround for my life coming yeah. into this. Would you say as well, like, have you grown closer to our group, the people that we've been meeting from week to week? Like, what has your experience been? Maybe even just growing in community and meeting people in our church and and uh, kind of journeying with them through the RCA process. How's that been for you? It's been uh, really good. Uh, I made a lot of new friends. Uh, we all have, like, a Facebook group that we talk to each other on. Um, there's only, like, one or two of us that really aren't into it yet, but... Yeah. I mean, it, it, I've made a ton of new friends. Um, yeah. It's just been great. Amen. Our guest this morning, J.C. Pelka, as uh, we are here on Real Presence Live. I am your host, Mark Chenning, alongside the microphone of Ben Frost and Father Brandon Barovitz. You know, you know J.C., one of the things that you had just you had mentioned uh, just a few moments ago was 
being at that first RCIA class, and you made a comment about how you realized that the church was calling you not to just live for yourself, and that something outside of you was meant to guide you. You know, that, that Christ and, and the church are there to, to, to lead us and to guide us, that I don't have to figure out everything myself, that I can learn what the church in Christ teaches me and then adhere my life to something outside of myself. And I, I think we live in a world where, you know, we often talk about relativism, where everybody's figuring out their own truth and everybody's believing what they want. And, and, and you wonder why there's so much disunity and chaos is because every individual is trying to make up their own truth, you know? And, and so I, I heard a little bit of that in your voice. And, and, and I don't know if you can, like, say much more than what you, you already said. I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but, like, why is that freeing to you? Or why is that attractive to you to have something, to have the person of Christ and the gift of his church outside of you to, to help guide you as opposed to it all being on your own? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a hard question. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I get it. Um, I remember the, the first time, the first Mass I ever attended, um, Father Brandon was talking about, <laughs> I said go, this go. before, yeah, this great. Um, that, you know, you're not... Um, We're not Republican, you're not Democrat, you're Catholic. And that was one thing that at first I was like, I'm out of here because (laughs) I'm very strong in my political views. Yes. (laughs) And that nobody was going to change that. And now going through this, I'm like, you know what? We all just need to be together and one. And it doesn't matter what you are, what you believe. But there's one person higher than us. And it's Christ. And that's just... It's just yeah. been amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so good because I, I, I think one of the things, I, I didn't even know that happened. It's really funny that one of the first masses that you came, I was getting so fired up and just, but I was trying to explain to people that, that Christ is our leader. Christ is the one that we have to lean into. Like the church, we're, we're, we're more Catholic. We have to be more Catholic than we are even American. That's not to take away the reality of us entering into the political spectrum. Like church should be speaking into that, but we shouldn't get so caught up in that, that we lose sight that the teachings of the church are what guide us primary. And then that leads us into our secular and civil life. And, and the thing that I admire is that you said when I said that, it kind of ticked you off. And you had a choice at that moment. And this is why I think the Holy Spirit's working so powerfully in your life is that sometimes when people get angry about something the priest says or the church says, they just walk out the door and say, I'm never going to come back. And they're so angry. And, I, and it, it's so inspiring to me that even at the beginning level of your faith journey there, even though there was frustration, you were back the next week. And you continue to give God the opportunity to challenge you and to work on your heart, which has got you to this place. And that takes great humility and that takes a, a willingness. So anybody out there, like, I think JC is a great example of, even though we might not understand something or maybe we get frustrated with something, that we have the humility to say, yeah, I'm going to let the church and the voice of Christ guide me through difficult um, times or even things where I don't understand something. So I, mm-hmm. I really think that's a beautiful witness. You know, JC, another uh, memory I have from our RCA class is that, uh, at least was very powerful for me, uh, you were opening up one night about, just talking about a, as we were going through this process, preparing for Easter, how you had a, a, a real hunger for the Lord, especially in the Eucharist, you know, as mm-hmm. we were going through the process and we were talking about the teaching of the Eucharist and how Jesus gives himself fully to us. And I was really moved that night. And then... Not a week or two later, all of a sudden, things in our world started getting crazy, and then it was we weren't able to have public masses anymore. And and I've just been reflecting on that, and just even preparing today, thinking, you know, JC's going to come talk to us. I wanted to maybe just ask you about that 
hunger, that that desire. I see you come to mass, or you used to. You were coming to mass every Sunday, and that desire to receive the Eucharist, and you would have received that the, our our Lord at the Easter vigil, but that's been delayed. And I just am curious about how has that been for you, like that that hunger, and and, and it's been you know your your uh, your or uh, confirmation has been uh, postponed. So mm -hmm. how has that been going for you? Um, watching the Easter Mass was hard. Before it even started, I texted my Gigi and I was like, I'm crying already. <laughs> like, that, that was supposed to be my day. Um, Amen. But I know that through suffering, beautiful things happen. So that's really what I've been hanging on to. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, Ben, it's so incredible. Like, <laughs> like even though... like. JC might not be able to talk as much as you and I are talking. Like, everything she's saying is just a fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, just the fact that we just hear her say, like, I know suffering. Like, and I cried that night because I knew that was the night that was going to be my night to be entered into the church in this full union. But yet I know that in suffering, God can work something out of that. Like, it's amazing, JC, there's probably no way a year ago you'd be talking like that. No. You know, and it's... It, <laughs> And it's so, it's so affirming and so beautiful to see that if we just give the Lord a little bit of our hearts, things can really start soaking in. And you might not be able to, like, rationally explain it all, but you're experiencing it in the depths of your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, and, 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 yeah. and Ben, isn't that like the reality of faith that, sure, in RCI we're intellectually teaching people, but, man, it, it has to hit our heart. Yeah. And when it hits our heart, then we long to learn and I see that in JC, and I, I mean, wouldn't you think that's just kind of the yeah. goal of our RCIA program? Yeah, the the head to the heart and that, that journey of faith and the reality of that our faith, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm -hmm. And actually, I do recall one of our first nights, it, it came up, and we were talking about the whole RCIA program in and of itself and how it connects to the early church. And those earliest Christians spent a long time in preparation to receive the Blessed Sacrament, the Holy Eucharist, sometimes years where they would they would go through and, and, and learn uh, and grow in their faith. And, and then there was this great rejoicing when they were uh, initiated into the church. And so in many ways, that same night when I was taping here uh, our Easter Vigil Mass, and I was thinking of you guys, and it was like so heavy on my heart, like this is the night they're supposed to receive the Holy Eucharist and, and uh, the Sacrament of Confirmation. And but then I think back to those early Christians, and I think, even though that's hard and that's a challenge, that our hearts continue to grow. It's con a continued journey, and and uh, so that's what I'm excited. Like this is going to get by us, and I can't wait till that day uh, when you're confirmed and you get to receive uh, your your first Holy Communion, and it's going to be a great blessing. Mm -hmm. So you know, JC, I, one of the things that I really admire um, and just really like watching is the way in which now you're really working to help your son grow in faith you know and it's another it's just it's just so great to see that this is not only like impacting you now you want your your son to know this and he's in our catholic school and that i also know that he's probably doing things in your life to help you grow in your faith and even though he's a young pre-k student like he is is growing in faith and you're growing in faith together can you can you speak to that a little bit like like how your faith has helped you in your motherhood or how, how faith has elicited things in Michael that you've seen in him that he does that you're amazed that, that, that things that are happening in him because he's at our Catholic mm -hmm. school. Sure. Um, he's just a really caring, he's got a huge heart for yeah. a four-year-old. Um, yeah. uh, at home, I'm doing schoolwork, he's doing schoolwork, and then he'll just stop sometimes and just look at me and say, Mommy, I love you. Mm -hmm. And then he'll ask me to sit on the couch with him and put on Brother Francis. Uh, and yeah, then we, yeah. and honestly, that's been 
it breaks it down for a four-year-old to understand it, but it's really easy for somebody that's not Catholic, that's learning all about it, to really understand. Yeah. And that's, I, I love it. Yeah. I love watching Brother Francis with him, and then he'll, he'll tell me other things that aren't in Brother Francis, and I'm just like, how, this is amazing. Yeah. Like how a four-year-old is teaching me yeah. about my faith. Right. Isn't it, isn't it, isn't it incredible how, um, you know, how the faith can draw all ages, you know, and can really bring together generations and, you know, something as simple as Brother Francis, for those of you that are out there listening, is, is, a, is a cartoon that's based uh, to, to teach our young people um, about faith. And so you've got this Franciscan brother that's this cartoon character, and he hits topics, you know, and to see kids watching that with their parents and discussing things, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I know we use that through our through the formed program that we have here at our parish that has just lots of videos and educational opportunities. And, again, there's people in their homes that during this time of COVID that are, that are watching these things and growing in their faith, and it's really helping families grow. Yeah. And as you say that, Father, too, one thing I was thinking about, so many people, you know, being at home and we're kind of in this, this crisis right now with the pandemic. And I would be willing to bet, actually, I'm not willing to bet. I know because, you know, Father and I in these last weeks have engaged so many people. And there is a hunger out there that it makes me reflect back to when you were first considering, you know, RCIA. Like there's people even maybe like that are listening right now that might be in a spot that you were in, you know, mm -hmm. months ago. And I guess maybe, I don't know if you have a word or two to say to those people that, you know, they're going through this, they're maybe searching their hearts a little bit. There's like a, something's missing. Maybe they have some fear, um, some anxiousness, and they're feeling like God's presence and his power. And maybe some of them, maybe they've fallen away from the church. Maybe some of them aren't Catholic and they're like, you know what, I've, I'm kind of being drawn into this. So as someone who was not Catholic, is going through RCIA and is still awaiting, you know, your confirmation and First Communion. What would you say to those people that are listening that are like, I'm considering coming back, maybe from your story, your experience, what would you say to them? I would just tell them to just give it a chance. Uh, just let him let him come into your life and just see where it takes you. If if that's the road you want to go, go for it. If not, it's you can't say you didn't give it a chance. Yeah, um, yeah. I think another thing that really helped me was uh, on Good Friday, uh, my Gigi and I, we watched The Passion of the Christ. Mm. And uh, I could, it was just amazing. And yeah. it just really opened my eyes to what actually happened. Mm. And because it's easy to sit and sit in church, sit in mass, listen, listen to everything. But once you see it, yeah. it's like, that's really what happened to him. And that's why he's on the cross. And that's, it was just it moved me a lot. Yeah. So that's the author of love right there, Father, right, you know, right. and that's the motivation that we have when we're saying, why are we being prompted to come back and, and to look at this? So. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. Like I, I just, all these moments, JC, where you're I, to all of our listeners out there, whether you are a lifelong Catholic or whether you're just beginning your Catholic journey, I think one thing from this interview that I really invite you to consider is see every moment as an opportunity to draw close to the Lord. 
You know, we, we sometimes, we, like those of us that have been Catholic our whole life, we don't realize what we have. And, and you know, sometimes we can just, yeah, we go to Mass, yeah, the Passion, yeah, the Rosary, yeah, there's hope and suffering. And, and we, we lose some of that reality. And it's, it's people like JC and all those out there that are going through the RCI program that remind us the gift we have as Catholics. You know, and like whoever's out there, like if you're beginning of this journey, share your journey with others. If you've been on this journey for 80 years, like let your faith be renewed during this time and realize the gift we have as a Catholic people. I mean, it's remarkable. Uh, and, 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 and JC, just your stories renew me as a priest. Like the littlest little comments, I'm like, yes. Like I remember those days when, when I was first coming alive in faith as a young man. And, 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 and it's good to go back to those days where faith first came alive. And your stories help us with that. And I, I really thank you for that. Yeah, and I, I want to thank you too. And that's been a blessing to me this RCIA uh, year in that you always get people that kind of come through this process and there's People's hearts are always at different places, but I really want to affirm you, JC, in that from the very beginning, you've had a, war- a heart that's been wide, wide open. And uh, so keep going, and, and uh, we've got just like 30 seconds left. And my last question is, so when that day comes and your hunger will be fulfilled through the Eucharist, are you still looking forward to that, oh, JC? absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Father Brandon can't wait to, to give you the blessed sacrament. So God bless you. Thank you Thank for you. being with us today, and, and keep strong in the faith, and, and we'll be in touch here, okay? Okay. All right, God bless you, JC. It has been a great interview with JC Pelkey, and she is an RCI candidate getting ready for uh, her big day. Up next, protecting our health during this time of isolation. Lots to uh, learn about. Jennifer Anderson, Redeeming Grace Counseling, will be sharing how she can uh, do this or how we can all do this on the other side of our break. So stay with us. We'll have another great hour of Real Presence Live here to come.